What up, though, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Checkpoint AFK, where we talk about everything going on away from the keyboard and not necessarily on the field of play. I am your host, Norris Howard, joining alongside with Callie Sloan, Chad Callahan, and Robbie Landis. What is popping, everybody? How are you doing? What's going on? Yeah, another day in quarantine paradise. I know. It still sucks. It was a massive thunderstorm here, so I woke up at 6, fell back asleep, and almost didn't make our call time for the podcast. So uh, I was feeling a little rough this morning. But Do you not fall uh, asleep to, to thunderstorms? Like, that is, like, the ultimate soothe to me. Like, I fall asleep it, to rain, not to thunderstorms. Well, Dude, I, I fall asleep to, to, to anything, and I usually sleep through everything. But I don't know. It was just... It, it's it's the first time it's been a true thunderstorm in this apartment that we've yeah. been in, so I don't know. I didn't know how it sounds. You gotta so, learn the new uh, reverberations. Yeah, gotta <laughs> gotta learn the new word how the sound bounces and mm-hmm. all that good stuff. Gotcha. But it came anyway. from the left, not the right this time. Fucked you up. No, it, it you'd be surprised. It really does. Right, okay. Um, but you know, we we definitely want to go into a, a couple really interesting stories from this week but i I just want to put it out there and and say one thing before we go to our reviews or lack thereof uh is that people around the country are protesting about the the country opening up uh they want the country to open up wisconsin supreme court just ruled that uh extension of stay at home is against their constitution so wisconsin is just fucking open yeah so yeah i have a friend uh, who lives in wisconsin she's terrified don't go to wisconsin i don't know why please be careful please be careful and everybody who listens out there who might be a wisconsinite who might be a cheesehead stay your punk ass at home Mm -hmm. don't be running out to the bars uh because it'd be very difficult for people in wisconsin let me tell you (laughs) Well, I know that. I'm just saying, if you have a massive spike of coronavirus, you know, infections, it's going to be really hard for the rest of the country to not, like, not give a fuck about that stuff. I think that uh, Texas just reported uh, a a thousand new cases three days in a row. (laughs) Yeah. Here Mm. we go. Buckle up. Exactly. Well, here's the the crazy part, and and I'm going to get off this high horse in a minute, but here's the crazy part. Is that the cities, the big, the, the inner cities, the population centers, they're on the downslope at this point. They're, they're, they've, the people who were going to die pretty much have died. It's unfortunate, but it's true. Um, the people who are getting sick, got sick, and are recovering, the middle of the country where motherfuckers are 45 minutes away from the nearest hospital, 30 minutes away from the nearest health clinic, uh, you know, up in the mountains or in the Great Plains or in places where these resources are not readily available, that's where it's going to be really devastating for people. So please, 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 I implore you to stay at home until we really get a word on this thing dying down. Because 50 people going in a big population center is not going to seem like that big of a deal, but 50 people going in a town made up of a thousand is very noticeable uh and it's going to be very tragic so please everyone uh stay safe and even if your government has opened your state up uh please use your best judgment and no use better than your best judgment use use Uh, better than your best judgment too many people out there don't have good judgment 
Yeah, you're right. And you could get drunk. Use our judgment. Don't use our judgment. Our judgment's not good either. (laughs) Get drunk at home. Yeah. Get drunk at the crib. Get drunk at the crib. You know how much cheaper it is to buy a bottle of wine and chuck it down by the fireplace? Especially when it's Arbor Mist. Mango Strawberry, highly suggest. Lila now sells. Oh, dude, which you is get to a bottle of Barefoot or something like that. You ain't got to be bougie. Just get you a big, like, two-liter bottle of Barefoot. Yeah. Our miss is like five is bucks. Nice. Eight bucks. You can get a nice bottle of Witch's Brew. Chug it down. Yeah. Oh. You'll be great. Yeah. Oh, I still haven't told you my recipe for that. Yeah, okay, I'll need to hear get it. Get some Captain. I'm dude, gonna I, to... I got a couple. But anyway, uh, Callie, do we have any reviews? We do not. Once again. Oh, look at that. The disappointment <sighs> continues. So, I can't stand you. I, thought, I don't even know what to say at this point. Like, I thought on, we guys. might do something different instead. This is something that uh, uh, kind of piggybacks off what you were just talking about, Norris, with the stay-at-home at home orders expiring in some places and really the need for them to continue. Uh, John Oliver did this uh, the first week that this was all starting, and I think everyone kind of needs it at this point. We've had to be... We kind of had to be good soldiers for a while, and it's easy to, you know... Realize that a lot of people are going like a lot of people are going through some really serious stuff with this. So I was Absolutely. thinking maybe it would be good if everyone, if you at home and if us here, if we just took a minute to be really selfish and just you know judgment free, really selfish, something you really want to do that you can't do because of uh, coronavirus that you're oh abstaining from because you have to, and it's okay. Be selfish as you want. If this is the point where you're like, I want a haircut. That's fine. I mean, that's completely reasonable. So, I got we'll three things. Mi- yeah, go for it. <laughs> no, it's got three of them. <laughs> okay, I'll go for three, three things. Be selfish. Three things off the top of my head. I legit do want to get a haircut because I need to start this shit on my head over. Yep, that's um, fair. That's so, fair. I need it, but I need to, but I can't just go to any old barbershop. There's a specific barbershop that I got to go to with a specific person that I need to see. And I can't do that right now. So that's number one. Number two, I haven't played soccer in three months and I feel flabby and sick (laughs) and I feel like a shell of myself. Um, I've been, I done put on like three pounds and I look like Jabba the Hutt. I feel terrible. Um, And number three is, dude, I haven't been able to eat all my bougie foods. I haven't been, dude, there's a new restaurant downtown that I've been wanting to check out. I don't even know if they're going to survive through the coronavirus outbreak and I'm pissed because their menu looks great. My my fiance can actually eat there. They have vegetarian options. It was going to be fucking great and I can't go because of the coronavirus. So those are my three things as to why I'm selfish and why I'm pissed off. There you go. Uh, Chad, be selfish. What's, uh, what's something you're uh, wanting to do? I want to go shopping. <laughs> I want to go shopping. I'm uh, yeah, I'm moving in like uh, maybe in the next week. We'll find out. The damn seller won't give me a date. But like, come on, I just want to go shopping for stuff. Like, this is supposed to be a moment where I've, like I could just let loose and go crazy, and I can't. Like I'm. It's I, really oh. not a moment where you can let go, let loose, and a go little crazy. Bit, you need a to little... save money right now. You don't know how expensive this is going to end up being. I, that's my point. I guess my point is, is like I need to go crazy as far as like picking out countertops and paint and stuff like i can't like go easily yeah. and do yeah. that like i'd have to go and with a face mask and like it's yeah. not as fun i'm not gonna yeah. like lounge around and like compare things really well like i would normally i'd be like Ooh, this sorry good. i got a four oh my god <laughs> not surprised no i just realized right. like i can't we can't go look at wedding venues man no that's the part uh, that, that's that another really one sucks. that's fair no go ahead robbie uh, yeah, I'm gonna make all of you look really bad. I am thriving in quarantine. I don't need to go no place. I don't want to go no place. We're saving money like like I have never saved money before. 
This is great. I mean, okay. yeah, and that's the good part. I'm saving right, hella money fair. right now. I am saving money. All right, Callie. Uh, so I think my biggest thing is right after I started uh, transitioning, I got my appointment made to get laser hair removal on my face Ooh, and neck. Yeah. And, of course, the cosmetology center is closed down, so I can't get that done. So I'm just sitting here waiting. I've had to rebook my appointment, like, every two weeks for the next two weeks. And now I'm sitting here at June 3rd, like, okay, this is my fourth attempt to get this done. Please, I just don't want to have 5 o'clock shadow anymore. Is that too much to ask? I hate this. <laughs> is, it, is it easier to get that done earlier in this process, or is it doesn't matter? It really doesn't matter. Uh, oh, okay. Your, your facial hair doesn't really change all that much, despite the hormones, until you're, like, five years in. So you might as well just go get oh, one. Just do it easy. Yeah. Eh, I, yeah. I, listen, man, I, I'm just not able to grow a full beard, so uh, it is what it is. But anyway, uh, we're going to take a slight break, and then we're going to come back and talk about the start of Summer Games Fest and the Unreal Engine demo that showed up. And also, why do people keep doing this when they call it gameplay? So we're going to talk a lot about that coming up on Checkpoint AFK. Make sure you stay. in college esports from the students that play 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 go behind the scenes at the schools that game the only place where esports are on 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 campus hello everyone i'm diane from checkpoint xp on campus and it's asian pacific american heritage month today we are shining a spotlight on japanese game designer Tsuya Iguchi. He is a senior producer and deputy general manager at Nintendo and has worked on popular games like Super Mario Bros, Super Smash Bros, Animal Crossing, and many others. In 1986, when he was 21 years old, he moved to Kyoto to work for Nintendo. Feeling lonely and isolated, something we can all relate to right now, he was inspired to create the game Animal Crossing. We thank Katsuya for having such an impact on the gaming industry. Welcome back to Checkpoint AFK. We talk about everything away from the keyboard. Your host, Norris Howard, here along with the squad. If you haven't done so already, make sure you slide over to our website, CheckpointXP.com, where you can find all of our shows, a repository of all the good writing that we do for various, various stories in the world of video games and esports, and also really cool contests that Chad works on so, so, so diligently. And, and quizzes. To try to put some... And quizzes, yeah, try to put some prizes in y'all's hands, man. Y'all not doing nothing. You at the crib, you're sitting at home, you ain't got nothing to do. You're just chilling, and you need to be doing some quizzes and checking out the website. So make sure you go to the website, CheckpointXP.com. Now, last week was the beginning of Summer Games Fest. Now, if you're unfamiliar with Summer Games Fest, this is a uh, season-long event stretching from May all the way through August. Uh, it is the brainchild 
of Jeff Keighley, who is, I mean, pretty much the four, the foremost, you know, media guy, organizer, uh, and and authority on the video games industry. And you he's know, kind of he's kind of becoming the godfather of gaming in a way. Like if he keeps pretty his stuff much kind of like if we talk about diseases, we go to Dr. Fauci. We talk about <laughs> video games, we go to Jeff Keighley. So I'm uh, sure that's the comparison you know, he would want. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yes, it's wonderful. I, 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 that's how I feel. But um, Summer Games Fest is is really done in a way that it's supposed to be kind of replacing those big announcements from those big conferences and conventions. Tokyo Game Show we got canceled. Yeah, we have no TGS, no Gamescom, no E3, no Comic Con, no there's anything large and in and, and anticipatory in terms of video games is gone. So Jeff Keighley called up all of his people, all of his uh, industry connects and put together this event. And the first uh, stream of Summer Games Fest uh, just so happened to be uh, a couple days ago and about the Unreal Engine 5. Now, before we get into how people reacted or before we get into, uh, you know, how folks feel about how the presentation actually was handled, the one thing I will say is Unreal 5 looks fucking phenomenal. It looks really good. Oh, it does oh, look that light engine. Yeah, that light engine alone, like, they were, like, pointing that out. I was like, alright, this is really cool. Like, it's really pretty and, like, spot on. Like, it looks like real act. Like, I just went outside. Yeah, and that's the that's the thing that I'm really enjoying about, like, this next gen is what, what I told people many, many times is graphical fidelity is not going to be about that. It's not going to be about ma- taking someone's face and making their face look realer. What it's going to be about is detail. It's going to be about the ability to walk inside of a building and every single solitary book on a bookshelf is unique and has, like, a unique title and color and wording. Every you know, street is going to have these little details. Every environment is going to just be that much more real. And lighting is a big part of that. So, I mean, that is something that the nerds get really turned up about. Uh, this Lumen engine or this this Lumen plugin uh, that's supposed to help anybody using the Unreal Engine 5. Uh, and and, and it's, it, it's a great engine. I'm not even going to lie. It looks really cool. And seeing what they've been able to do with Unreal 4 in Fort. Oh no. He's dead. Oh no. Hold on. Yeah, oh, no, he's completely frozen up on us. All right. Well, I got all the... uh, uh, there he is. Uh, uh. Maybe. Are, are you there, Norris? Oh, did they, they lose me? They, we, lost yeah. we, lost we, we heard Unreal you were comparing 4. it to Unreal 4, and then you were gone. Oh no, but anyway, all I was saying is everything they were able to do with Fortnite and Unreal 4 <clears throat> is great in rendering all the uh, graphics and stuff. It was awesome. So uh, that was pretty much the demo. It was like a demo of, you know, generic platformer adventure game. It was a tech demo. You know, this game is probably never coming out. It's not a real uh, game. It's, it's, just, it's not a yeah. game we're actually going to see. Yeah, it's, just like it's a not a game we're actually created. going to play. This was to show you the potential that actual developers will use the engine for. Yes, yeah. So, and, and you know, it was it was impressive from, from that standpoint. Okay. Now we get into the part that frustrates me and frustrates many people. Before I get on my soapbox, which I know I could do, 
this is not gameplay. No. All right. It's not gameplay. Are we, it, though. A, are we to a point now with all the information out about Xbox Series X, about PlayStation 5, which, by the way, this was running off of PlayStation 5 the first time we've seen anything done in real time uh, at, on the PlayStation 5. Correct. Are we to a point now where they got to stop doing this shit? Well, they just got to they got to stop. We're to well, a point right, well, where first they... of all, what what they need to start doing is just being more accurate about what they're actually showing us. Technically, what we saw was gameplay, but that wasn't the full story. Like you said, it was a tech demo. This isn't a game that anyone is ever actually going to be able to play. Now, it wasn't as egregious as Microsoft, who actually came out and apologized because even they said, you know what, you guys were right. There wasn't as much gameplay in there as what we thought was going to be in there. No, we were right. Techpoint XP in particular was right because we started the meme. We started that way. (laughs) Yes, but the point is Microsoft literally said this is what you're getting and didn't show that. Now, the Unreal Engine was a tech demo that showed what gameplay could look like but this isn't a game that anyone is ever going to get a chance to play but it was more than what microsoft said and and, and and the bigger part i think is that no one going into the unreal uh, uh sort of experience or, or or the unreal demo i think was promised beforehand we're going to show you all the upcoming gameplay that you can expect for the year here it is so i think it's just about these developers and these companies need to start being a little bit more transparent with exactly what they're showing us because when you tell a gamer this is what you're getting and then they don't get it that's that stays with us forever right we're gonna that's, notice that's a, that, that's a wound that ain't gonna heal yeah yeah i mean the the part for me that just didn't rub me well is that you know when it comes to summer games fest so far everything has been so like shrouded in secrecy it's just like ooh, the first stream starts today who are we talking? Like, no, just say. Well, they got Unreal a drum Engine. Of hype, man. Come no, on. Unreal well, why? Engine. Why? We're all hyped Unreal. up already. We're all hyped. There's no. Robbie, what else we got to do? Else to be hype about. Nah, so let, say, let oh, Keely have his a, fun, man. No, if they like, we all got hyped up about a PlayStation Five systems architecture talk from Mark Cerny that was Ugh. supposed to be for t- for uh, uh, GDC. It okay, was very so hard. Hard. it was hard. Dry. Okay, it was that was on y'all. You know the type of say. stuff that comes out of GDC, nope. and that was but so neat. Not but they didn't say that. They didn't say that. They said this is a stream about the PS5, and everybody got hyped up, and then it was just a bunch of bleeps and bloops and numbers and talking about hard drive space. So again, I like it because I like to talk about systems architecture, but everybody doesn't. I like talking about game engines. I think game engines are cool. I like to see the tools that game developers are going to have for the next generation. I recognize everybody doesn't feel that way. They want to know about the games. Yeah. Period. Well, I'll say the, period. The GDC thing that was so much too on the on the gaming media because uh, Sony's take on that was like, "Hey, we're gonna air our stuff from the game developers conference," and then yes, the media report on that from GDC. Then the media report on it was like mm-hmm. exclusive first look at the PlayStation Five, and it's like, okay, well, that's not what they said though. It technically yeah, you're right; I, it, it is our been... first look at the PS Five, but that's not what you mean. Yeah, that definitely might be. I mean, a it was the first look at the PS Five. Yeah, it was just the the guts of the PS Five. Exactly, it was technically area. accurate, but it was de- it was like clickbaity. It was the it yeah. was the presentation I'm, I'm not, equivalent I'm not of click, hold, clickbait. 
I'm not going to hold Sony responsible for that because they gave us what they said they were going to give us. Then everyone else just got their expectations. Too yeah, now, right. I but, think but, it was a bit that... too hyped. Here's what I okay, do want to yes, hold Sony absolutely. accountable for right now. Uh, guys, it, it's it's time. We're, we're, we're coming in on T-minus six months from release. It, it's time for your stream. It's time for your actual un- marketing consumer unveiling. We're six months away. Like... I mean, obviously, it would have been at E3 normally, so technically they have till mid-June before I really am going to be pissed if they haven't done it yet. (laughs) But, I mean, it's getting to be time. Like, Microsoft has has fired their first salvo. It's time to answer. Let's go. Oh, listen, expect anything anything from from Sony before June, I think, was wishful thinking. I don't think they ever were going to unveil anything before June. I don't think they would have been ready before June. And I think they're still the one thing I will give the game developers is everybody has had to reposition. Everybody has had to rethink how they're presenting this information. So I I understand that there's some weirdness involved. My thing with Summer Games Fest is that announce what you're talking about. Tell us. Tell us what you're talking about. Here's the thing, though. They they, they're probably still saying, "Oh my God, we're gonna start everything." No, dude. But don't say, you know, "Oh my God." We're going to do an amazing uh, stream. It's going to be our opening stream. And you got to watch to find out who we talk to. I don't like that. That's whack. I don't like That's that at all. That's how you get tell the viewers, me, man. Tell me what you're going to talk about. I'm going to watch it regardless because it's my job. And sure, I feel like but, the people who okay. watch us need to know. <clears throat> but the point, the fact of the matter is is that everybody's talking about transparency. Everybody's talking about how game developers and game companies need to be better with communicating with their audience. Everybody talks about how more information needs to be out there and more information needs to be accurate that's out there. I just feel like, don't do a bait and switch, man. Don't do a bait and switch. Have it, what you're going to talk about. I don't think that's a bait and switch. That's not a bait and switch. If you were going to talk about Unreal Engine, say you're talking about Unreal Engine. And I would have watched it anyway. And I think a lot of people also would have watched it anyway. But the point is, is that you're going to, if you continue to do something like this, people are going to tune out unless it's an official Sony or Microsoft stream. Yeah, I mean, I did not know. If you continue to do this. But what you have to realize is that, in all honesty, right, the whole summer games industry was canceled. Pure and simple. We shouldn't be getting anything, right? But Jeff Keighley is scrambling within, what, one, two months time? to try and put something mm. together across yeah. the entire industry. Like the names and the companies that he has that have been willing to actually be like, all right, you know what? Yeah, we're going to work with you and get stuff out there is insane. The names and the brands that he has on there. Now, knowing what we know of the industry, talking to folks that we've talked to in the past, putting together events like this do not happen in one or two months times. I mean, Riot, for Pete's sake, takes a year <laughs> when they're doing just worlds and you're talking about industry events that take mm-hmm. companies from all over the world and keely's managed to put these together in one or two months and we don't want this to be a one-time thing we want this to be the future of games right this is the type of thing that could if done right end up supplanting stuff like e3 in the future and you're not going to do that by playing it transparent and being like all right the first thing that's coming up is going to be the unreal engine demo a lot right there that phrase is going to turn mm-hmm. some people off so you're right. Mm-hmm. Going forward, they can't be mysterious about everything, but you do have to drum up hype. You do have to get eyeballs on it. 
this has to be as successful as it can be if Keeley wants to continue going forward with it. They need eyes Listen, on it, and it they need massive, money coming it. Was into it was a massive miscalculation. I thought I it was. A, I thought it was. A, I thought it was. I thought it was stumbling out of the starting blocks. I really liked the stream itself that they did. I mean, they also talked Keely, to you're uh, a national treasure, man. No, I listen, listen, you already know me. I'm I am a Keeley fan to the death of me. I just think that this was a really weird first thing to show off, right? Um this is something I expected out of a out of Epic by themselves putting this out. I wouldn't expect this to be a part of a Summer Games Fest Here, because that's first of all, it's not even it's not a game. So, that was the first thing you saw in chat all throughout the entire thing was but it's not a game though and i'm not saying that chat is correct at all but what i'm saying is is that you have to be conscious of the response you're gonna get so the biggest thing to me is that if you're gonna have something like summer games fest you don't have the leeway that square enix and ea and all the others used to have back in the day where they could get 90 minutes and take time talking about the frostbite engine or talking about the unreal engine i remember when square enix i think in what was it 2008 or 9 i, I could be wrong on my year showed off crystal tools for the first time and everybody went oh my god the g games are gonna look so beautiful and then they couldn't use crystal tools properly for years and then they yeah. abandoned it <laughs> after two games so i mean all right you're talking about square Enix's Inc's proprietary system as opposed to unreal engine 5 everyone uses unreal this isn't something that well, they suddenly do, but what i'm saying is the consumer what i'm explaining to you is the average consumer does not give a shit about what engine a game is using and yet you know it's it's kind of a bummer that they don't i agree with you that they don't I they agree. really should because if you like Guess what all your games are going to look like for the next generation? Like, most of them are going like to use Unreal or some facsimile of it. I don't... Like, we're not going to have the uh, the era of... It's going to be Frostbite. Uh, it's going to be Frostbite or Unreal, Unreal. And, God, is that it? Is I mean, I don't know what Unity is going to look like in the future. Maybe they'll have a, a new version of maybe Unity. Maybe Unity for small studios. Yeah, maybe. But, yeah, like, these are what your games are going to look like. So there is a lot of value in it. Now, here's my hope. Was this the Thursday of a convention? Were these the Thursday panels? Probably. Yeah, like yeah, the, this is again, absolutely one, two months worth of time to prep. Basically, you're right. Keeley's basically taking whatever he can get from these companies. So the the longer down the timeline we're going to go, and the more time that they have to prep something, the better these are going to be. Yeah, I actually think harder than this. I actually think the weirdest thing about this whole thing, I, I in some ways I understand why they wanted to do this. For like this weird long-term thing just maybe it's to kind of fill gaps and stuff or like to get people like thinking about it while they're in quarantine but like it seems so quick four months seems like a long time i mean there's only three major events and there's like what three or four dates in each of them i don't know why we needed four months instead of like one month perhaps uh, because, or like because, separate because it trying throughout. to wrangle all of those developers yeah, in to, yeah that gives them more just, they, it gives them more time to not, not only does it give them more time though because P, these companies were going to put out all of this stuff in their own Anyways, way yeah. regardless this is just keely basically taking the initiative yeah. to be able to grab all of it put it into quote-unquote one place to kind of take credit for him, himself but that's the reason why, you know, Sony yeah. isn't going to want to share the same weekend putting their announcements out as Microsoft did, as Epic did. People are going to want their announcements to have room to breathe on their own. 
yeah That's absolutely fair. so i, I mean know. listen the 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 ghost of tashima gameplay actual gameplay demo came out um a few days ago and that's what i mean like do that show your game show me the actual person and it's like oh there's an x button on the screen you see him press the x button you see him do this you see him do this from here on out that's all we need to have unless we're talking about the ps5 and everything that comes with it that is the only that's the last hardware discussion i want to have that's the last engine discussion i want to have everything from here to forth throughout the summer needs to be talking about what the hell you want me to spend my money for because i haven't seen anything that makes me want to spend my money which is the end result of all this shit so okay. let's just let's just keep focus on that point but anyway I, we're I gonna have... take a quick Go I was ahead. Gonna say, I have a quick side note, just real quick. I typed in summergamesfest.com. I don't know what I misspelled or what, because I didn't look. But when I clicked it, it took me into, it literally just an image popped up on the screen of a hot dog inside of a uh, taco shell, one of those flat taco shells you put on a plate with a bunch of cheese puffs. So I don't know if someone could help me figure that out, why that happens when you type in summergamesfest.com, but that's fine. So we're going to take a quick break and make <laughs> sure we scrub Chad's computer. Because uh, he's clearly, clearly been looking at some weird stuff. So we're going to be right back with more Checkpoint A. Hey, this is Norris Howard from Checkpoint XP on campus with your college esports quick hit. The Collegiate Star League Grand Finals are back, and that means one of the biggest events in college esports returns with thousands of dollars in scholarships on the line. The CSL Grand Finals pit the best in North American colleges against each other in Street Fighter V, League of Legends, Dota 2, Magic the Gathering Arena, and more. The games begin Saturday, May 30th, with games running throughout the weekend. That was your college esports quick hit. For more, head on over to our website, CheckpointXP.com. Hey, what's up? I'm Robbie from Checkpoint XP. And I'm Jake from the Overwatch League casting team. And together, we're your hosts of the Owl's Nest. With the Overwatch League up and running again, we'll be bringing you all the latest from the league and within Overwatch. But it's important that we all do our part to flatten the curve by staying home during the COVID-19 outbreak. So stay home. Stay healthy. And we'll see you every Friday night on the Owl's Nest before the Overwatch League weekend. Check it out at the Checkpoint XP YouTube channel or at CheckpointXP.com. Welcome back to Checkpoint AFK. Right back at you one more again. Still coming to you from the belly of the beast, a.k.a. my apartment. So, uh, we also, another great announcement that actually happened that actually looked like people playing the video game, but it was a trailer, is the remake of Tony Hawk 1 and 2. Yes. This is something nobody expected. Uh, yeah, it kind of came out of left field, didn't it? I mean, kind of. I feel like we've been hearing about it for, like... It's it's kind of like the same thing as, like, the Mass Effect remake. We, we hear about it every few years, and, like, eventually it'll probably come true. Uh, although rumor has it that's actually happening now, so that's exciting. Anyway, uh, here's the here's the only thing that matters about the Tony Hawk uh, remake announcement. Original soundtracks, coming back. Nailed it. Oh yeah. Yep. Flat out. So I wonder if they're going to add a couple more. Like, do you think that they're going to yeah, add, like, don't a few? Do no, they don't said because they, they, they're going to have the create a park mode, so they'll have tracks added for that and stuff like that. Oh, Yeah, okay. but not in the actual I game. Create, create a park mode, that's yes. actually pretty cool. I like that yeah. idea. Well, create a park was in, in Tony Hawk 2, so... Um, 
Yeah, too, right, yeah. Yeah, it was in Tony Hawk 2. So, you know, we're, we're, we're at a point now where video games are finally movies and everything is being remade uh, and updated for a new audience to be consumed once more. And for as excited as I am about the Tony Hawk uh, remake, uh, a part of me is a little sad that there's just not a new skate game. A part of me is a little bit sad that they didn't try to maybe bust Tony Hawk games down to the foundation and start over. Uh, A part of me is a little bit sad that, you know, a a lot of these games are not necessarily going to get, uh, or at least as it seems right now, um, the next gen treatment I think that it really deserves. And so I want to pose a question to you guys. Are we... Are we approaching the point where the remake culture, because they've worked so well, where the remake culture may begin to stifle these game developers a little bit, especially legacy developers like, you know, your Capcoms and your Squares and stuff like that? I I don't know, because, I mean, maybe it's not Tony Hawk that's making the new innovative, you know, skate game, but like Skate 4 is like slated to come out in 2022. So it's not like it's a genre that's just fallen away. Maybe the Tony Hawk series a little bit. But I mean, like, but it yeah. has. Skate 3 came out in, like, what, 2008? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Like, 14 years, something like that? Well, but, that yeah. but at the same time, what you're saying is, like, it's gone. But, oh, 2010. Yeah, but, like, Skate 4 is slated for 2022, so that's not like it's going away. Yeah, I mean, 12 you know I mean? years, though, between games? Like uh, Kingdom like, Hearts has nothing on that. I do think you need to keep in mind, too, that with the way that development cycles are starting to end up, that some games are taking longer and longer to come out. I mean, how long did it take Final Fantasy XV as well to be released, right? Not Dude, every yeah. game. Okay, stop. Okay, before we go anywhere else, we got to stop using Square Enix as any sort of barometer as to what a normal development cycle should ever be, okay? We're not so saying like, it should be normal. No, no, no. It's I'm, just, this I'm is just what saying, can happen. If we're going to look at a development cycle, let's not look at a company renowned for having long-ass, bloated, convoluted development cycles. I'm just saying that Skate 3, a game that is very good, that doesn't require nearly the amount of time or resources that a 90-hour RPG would require shouldn't take 12 years to have a new iteration. But at the same time, does do we need... It's like the Call of Duty treatment to me. Like, do we really need to have a new Skate 3, Skate 4, Skate 5 every couple of years? I don't think so. I think Skate 3 is a good game. It's it holds up for a long period of time. I don't need a Skate 4 well, until 12 years You probably later. need one every console cycle. It's Maybe one, it's one of those. Yes. So what, it was 2010. What, I guess that would have been still PS2 era. It's, it's like Street Fighter. Fighter. It's, it's, it's like Street Fighter to me. If I get one Street Fighter per gen, I'm cool. Yeah. You Got can it. put out another one. That's fine. But if you put out one Street Fighter per gen, I'm fine. So I like, think it doesn't matter with the whole, like, Xbox, uh, what do they call it? Um, I'm, I'm like, on the, they're, they're, stream platform but like they have oh, all these game things pass. like built game pass like i don't think we need it's not necessary anymore like i could go back and play skate 3 and feel just as good about it because it's on you know the xbox one or ps5 or what you know whatever 
because of these stream things. I think that's the the era of the past. Like, l take your time, make a game good. Don't listen to everybody. Don't 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 take, well, like if it takes you twelve years, make it in twelve years. But the, but the point I'm, but the point I'm bringing up though, Chad, is that it's it, it's not so much about putting the game out every gen. It's the fact that you're you're making a decision to take a game you've already made and redo it. As opposed to, to making, making a new one, a new game. So in, I don't know. I think in the case of the Tony Hawk games, um, I don't think that skating and you know, like like the whole exports type stuff, has been as popular, especially with this generation, <laughs> whatever, as it was with um, with our generation growing up. Right? Tony Hawk yeah, yeah, was yeah. huge. Right? Yeah. When skate, you know, three or four comes out, I'm sure the people who really enjoyed those will probably go and pick them up and give them a try. But someone like yeah. me, who I wouldn't say I was a skate fan, I still played Tony Hawk. Like, everyone played Tony Hawk. So I think that this is maybe, in order to really hit, you're not going to hit the same cultural touchstone as you did. But in order to mm -hmm. be able to hit even close to what you want to with a game, I think they do need the boost of the nostalgia that comes with the Tony Hawk games as opposed to just Skate 4. So, I, I think, Norris, you're going to definitely see some newer games be stifled in the name of remakes because, and I'll go back to what you said earlier in the show, as we get to this next gen, when you go into a library and look at a bookcase, all those books are going to have unique names. Development times on games are only going to continue to skyrocket, so what are you going to go with? A brand new game that's a huge risk, or a game that's remade and has an established established fan I base. I mean, but not nece not necessarily though, uh, uh, Cali, because we we have games that are utilizing a lot of stuff like procedural generation. We have a lot of stuff that's being used in terms of AI helping you create these environments that can still create unique environments and in very detailed environments. So I don't necessarily think that you know games will become quote unquote longer to develop for. I think that you have to have a willingness as a developer to take those risks. Let's look at a game like The Last of Us. Naughty Dog already was making money hand over fist with Uncharted. They made money the generation before or two generations before with the Crash Bandicoot series. But they took a chance on a dark, gritty, really kind of survival horror game at a time where nobody asked Naughty Dog to do that. Nobody was like, I really hope Naughty Dog would make a gritty, realistic survival horror game. Nobody did that. But I think you're comparing apples and oranges Okay, how am I, I It's because you're, we're basing a gritty horror game, which is kind of like, in one aspect, kind of timeless. Like, horror is always going to be a genre that sticks around. Whereas skateboarding is very, I don't think... It might be around forever, but I don't think the audience is going to be the same. Or it's going to um, it's gonna fluctuate no, no, in Avian time. It's a that's, niche that's game, fair. I think, that's at fair. this point. Yeah. Yeah. It is a niche game. That's fair. I will, I will, I will walk that back. But I think the, the, the bigger thing is that everything that we've seen when we do talk about, uh, you know, development cycles and we do talk about game engines is about empowering game developers so they don't have to spend... 24 months just building a world not including voice acting and you know all that other stuff animations all that other stuff we're getting to a point now where ai is going to be able to assist with a lot of game development and so i don't think you will have the ability to justify having a game that gets developed for that long unless that's a part of the process like what is they had a movie uh what's the name of that movie it's there, there are, are 
two it was a movie to... called Boyhood where like they took every year they filmed something for 10 years to show growth, actual physical growth in these people. So unless it's an art project like that, right. there's no reason for a development cycle to be that long. There are two things to keep in mind uh, that, that I think kind of shoot holes in, in that argument, uh, Norris. The first is that uh, the parent companies of these games getting their fingers in there and changing things over and over and over again. We've seen that with multiple games constantly being restarted or rehashed or people being brought onto the project. So the human element. Right. The second part is that right. as tools allow us to streamline the development process of games, it's also going to allow the creator's initial visions to become bigger and they're going to want to add more to the game. The other half of that is every generation, like Clockwork, we've seen development times of games increase. I think it's foolhardy to believe that it won't again. If anything, as AI comes in and helps developers be able to do this faster, I think we're more likely to see companies start cutting back staff to make and let AI fill in. I think that's a far right, that's, more likely outcome. That's, that's fair, but that also worries me because you have games like No Man's Sky, which are big for no reason. Yeah, and then you have uh, games like even even Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which is a game I love to the death of me. I love that game. For most people, that game is way too fucking big. It's way too big. There's no way anybody, the normal person, is gonna make a dent in I, Assassin's Creed. I beat Odyssey. Origins, but didn't explore half the map. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you know, I, I I think that that comes with some very very scary precedent. I'd rather a smaller world that is significantly more detailed than just giving me a big sandbox that I'm not going to give a fuck about right. half. I'd rather a small, fuller um, world. Yeah, exactly. But I, I think to do that, you have to have a developer that's willing to take a chance on these new IPs or newer games. By having a remake, every remake is not going to be Final Fantasy VII. Yes. Let's put it out there. Flat out. It's the only, that, one, only one of its kind as of now. No, as of now, but let's let's just just be in. Well, no, because you had the Resident Evil remakes, and both of those are phenomenal. Um, I, I, I don't I think, think they're at the same level as FF Seven, though. I, but I'd agree. I'd agree with that, and that's my point: is that it's it's easier to look at a Tony Hawk or a Resident Evil and remake that game and go, "All right, let's make some money." It is a lot harder for somebody to say, "You know what? We are going to take this massive game." that has so much cultural relevance and remake it with a different vision. And I feel like there's going to be a company that's going to go out and try to do that. It's probably going to be Capcom because they're, they got a whole bunch of like, you know, legacy brands. So they're probably going to try to remake another brand and it's not going to work and yep. they're going to lose a fuck ton of money yep. and it, it's really going to affect them. And that's just what I worry about. I'd much rather a company fold or I'd much rather a company take a chance eat I've never thought I'd say this but EA for as much as I hate them and as much as I hate Anthem they tried something new it was a game that was new I'll give them that it's the only thing I'll give them with Anthem because Anthem is a steaming pile of dog duty <laughs> but I'll give them the fact that they tried a new IP and they didn't just lean on Mass Effect for another game, even though people really, really wanted it. That takes balls. It failed, but it takes balls. They're so, probably going to fail a second time, but... They're going to fail again. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not, not going to be there. But uh, anyway, that's going to be it for our show because Callie's got to get out of here, so we're going to have to cut it a little short. I really enjoyed this conversation, guys. Uh, I, I'm, I, I'm really excited to see what 
the future holds I, i'm excited for tony hawk i'll probably buy it because it probably won't be a full price game it'll probably come out for like 30 bucks um and i think that's really cool uh so you know and that's another thing if you're gonna do remakes which i'm kind of pissed at resident evil for doing this if you're gonna come out with remakes of a game like tony hawk don't put it out at 60 bucks make it 40 bucks call it a day uh but that's gonna be it from us great conversations as usual and we are going to be back next week with another episode of checkpoint afk uh, well yeah yeah we're, well, well we're, we're gonna be we'll be yeah you're right we'll be back yeah, i was we'll thinking of memorial day we'll be, no, we'll, Monday. Be, we'll be back we'll be back i don't care if you here Ted. we'll be back <laughs> fine bye i'll take my vacation <laughs> anyway, <Fuck off. laughs> anyway for chad callahan callie sloan and robbie landis that's your show and we'll see you guys later Thank you.